The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit fef.law. friends and welcome to Swoon Tower Podcast. This is a soccer podcast that is all about the boys of Austin FC. I am your host, Mike Craniola. And I'm your other host, Steph Craniola. And we are so excited to talk about the last couple of weeks of matches. We had an away match against Minnesota United. We had a home match against LAFC. Did we? Uh, God, oh man, did we ever. <laughs> what a game. Uh And also, um, we got to interview two sets of dogs. Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As always, we're going to hop through and we're going to do our standard segments where we're going to talk to the mascot of the match. Uh, We're going to go over some fit checks. We're going to do some match moods and pitch personalities, uh, the social media standouts. And then we're going to find out the man of Steph's shirt. It's not Ruben this week. Are you sure? No. (laughs) let's get started so we were lucky enough to travel to minnesota to see the match against mnufc which was really exciting for me because i grew up there and also because you love the loons well yeah because i yes i I wrote a paper on loons when i was in uh i think it was like first grade it was the start of my research career i had everything color coded on note cards like like a little blue highlight meant that it was about their like natural habitat and then like pink was like the food they eat or whatever it was like so or the most organized i've ever been in my life our show notes make so much more sense to me now So I I grew up in Minnesota, but I had never been to the Twin Cities like as an adult. So it was such a cool experience for me to get to experience them and and be there. It's a cool set of cities. Yeah, it was it was really fun. It was a cool exploration and uh, it felt really neat to get to rep the team on the road far from home. Yes. And everyone in Minnesota was so true to form. Super nice. Yeah, actual nice. I was, so I thought Minnesota nice was a burn, uh, but it's not. They no. are legitimately super duper nice. Uh, all of the supporters we met with, uh, the Thunderwall, mm-hmm. uh, all of those folks were great. We went to the pre-match at uh, Black the Blackheart, and it was so sick. What a cool bar. Yes. Uh, met a bunch of cool people there. And my favorite thing, uh, we're kind of getting into the the match notes, but their motto of drink 90 drink is something that is so I, I wish more teams adopted something like this. Yeah, it's so cool. Basically, the idea is like you party with uh, everybody before the match. You go into the stadium and for 90 minutes, you're enemies. <laughs> and then immediately, as soon as the match is over, it's time to re- regroup and drink again and party and hang out and have a good time. Um, yeah, and we did. We partied, we hung out, we had a good time. And then we were enemies for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a tough, uh, tough, tough game to be at. Yeah, so let's focus on the positives. Yeah. Let's focus on the drink dash 
drink part. Uh, Perfect. Less about the 90. So we were very lucky because everyone in Minnesota is so nice that we wanted to do a little special edition Swoon Tower bit of interviews. So we are now presenting to you Loon Tower Soccer. We are out here at, uh, what is this place called? The Market at Malcolm Yards. <laughs> we are here with a couple of Min- uh, Minnesota United fans. Could I get y'all's names? I'm Mark. Kathy. All right, we got Mark and Kathy here, and we just had a couple of really quick questions about the loons. If y'all, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, the first question we've got is... What makes you so excited to be a loon? A loon fan. A loon fan. The sound of the loon. (laughs) (laughs) They did have every one of us practice when Allianz Field started, when we opened. Yeah. Yeah, So that was cool. That's awesome. Um, The crowd. Everybody's just so positive. Yeah. And diverse. And yeah, really welcoming. That's awesome. I agree with her. (laughs) Awesome. Do you have a favorite player on the team? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, who is it? Is it Lud? 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 Robin Lud? Robin yeah, Lud. Lud. Yeah. Lud. We don't know if it's Lord or Lud. <laughs> L-O-D. We know it's that. L-O-D. All right. All right. Robin. Perfect. Thank you all so Thank much. We really appreciate this. This is fun. See you all around tonight. Uh, so we are here outside of the Blackheart of St. Paul, and we have... Daniel. And... Mal. And they are with the drumline for Thunder Minnesota Wall, baby. Thunderwall. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we just had a couple quick questions for you. Uh, the first one is, who has the best smile on your team? Uh, oh, I. It's go. Mal's got an answer. It's, it's, well, it's got to be Ray. Give it to Ray. Oh, for see, sure. I was gonna say St. Clair because it's so like. Oh yeah. A, we see it so rarely, and. <laughs> <laughs> But also, it's like you—you you know he means it when he does okay, it. It's so, so genuine. It's not as like okay. It's—it's it's outside right. of character for Saint Clair. And when you All say right, you mean Emmanuel Reynoso, right? Yes. yes. Perfect. Exactly. Sorry. Uh, yes. Oh, well, yes. Exactly. We're not going to go on nicknames, like, and so, and then we'll just say D D S C. Yes. Sorry. Which is Jane Saint Clair. Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite chant or song to play through the matches? Oh, uh, a good classic. I love Away. Um, it's one that we like just, I don't know how to like screw around with. It's one of those ones and, and it starts so slow it and then it speeds up. Yeah. yeah, the tempo change is always fun. It's always a little chaotic to see the stadium kind of like move with us sure. when we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like sometimes we we hit it spot on, and sometimes you're like, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know what? We'll try that one again in the second half and see how it goes. <laughs> this is true, and we do. Yeah. Um, always call and response with the oh, rest of the stadium. Sure. You know, whenever you can start something that then the rest of the stadium then mm-hmm. joins in on, yeah. that's when the, like the real magic happens. Cool. Uh, and then what? player or coach on the team uh, <laughs> would you most run through a wall for? Uh, you know, kind of like, who who really gets you? Is hype. the person in front of the wall so I'm taking the person with me through the wall? Because <laughs> that changes my answer. <laughs> like, I love it. It's 
I laughed when you said coach because you have to understand that Heath is not necessarily well liked by the fan base, right. especially the, like the tough. hardcore supporters. Do you so have, sure. like, a, a so if Heath I could out like, movement, yes, yes. very yes. much so. Absolutely. The Heath out train is it's growing. Strong. Yeah. So what about the opposite though? Like who gets you jazzed in a good way? Uh, Oh boy! See, and I would say Reynoso for that. I like, like that new Benito's guy that we oh, just saw. Oh, Bongi too. And like, Bongi, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. yeah. Thank y'all so much. Hey, so we are here with Jeff and Jewel, and they are wearing the cutest bride and groom shirts. And we just wanted to know, uh, first off, who has the best smile on the team? The best oh. smile on the team. Oh, it's, it's got to be Bongo, I think. Or Lud. Probably Lud. Okay. Okay. And which player makes you just want to, like, run through a wall? Oh, that's got to be uh, our version of Roy Kent, Michael Boxall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, our last question, they say bride and groom on the back of your jerseys. When are y'all getting married? October 15th. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That's so cute. <laughs> so on brand, Mike and I found the best dog, right, dog. at Allianz Field. We're going to say, hey, uh, dog, bullseye, bullseye. Uh, what's your favorite part about being a Minnesota Loons fan? Good Great answer. answer. Thank you so much to everyone who was uh, who went along with our questions, who was so nice and so kind and so fun. Yeah, uh, this was the first, probably the only edition of Loon Tower. Uh, <laughs> although, who knows? Uh, maybe, you know, next season we do another one of these because it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like the vibe is mm -hmm. right with the Loons and us. Yeah. Um, they also have a hot team. I was watching the the lineup announcement on their Jumbotron, and I was like, Mike, are the Loons almost as hot as Austin FC? No, of course not. Almost? No. I mean, like, it's an unattainable goal, but, like, they do a pretty good job. I, sure. Uh, distant, distant third. Uh, I don't know who's, who's second. second. I don't know. I don't think there can be We're a second. We're one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first note on this says, poor Julio. Yeah. We can just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, good. Uh, the second note on this is about uh, how many jerseys we saw with a certain player's last name on the back of them. Y'all. Tower's favorite player. Minnesota loves Ethan Finley. Yeah, they do. Everyone was wearing Ethan Finley shirts. It was wild. He came <laughs> when he came off the pitch, the the like clap for him was so loud. So I loud. forgot we were away for a minute. <laughs> uh it was really cool to see. Except the one guy at the very end of the match who looked at us and yelled, Ethan Finley is trash. And I uh, immediately defensively yelled back, yeah, but he's our trash, <laughs> which isn't like a ringing endorsement, but that's all I had in the I moment. Mean, that's what he wow. deserves. Uh, speaking of our uh, MVP. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, Seva just MVP of our hearts, MVP mm -hmm. of the fashion, MVP of everything. Yeah. Uh, what a gem. What a goal. Ugh. And uh, we'll get into the celly in a little bit because it's a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then the match ended. Nothing else happened. It was fine, uh, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole match was that. That's the only. Yep. That's the only uh, bit. After the match was actually nice and fun, though. Yes, it was super cool. So the supporters from the Thunderwall, which is what uh, <laughs> Minnesota United supporters group calls their drumline, uh, invited Steph and I to go support their unified team. Uh, they had a unified match after our match. And so we ran down to their, to where they moved the supporter section to. Uh, we learned a couple of their cheers. Um, <laughs> Steph, what did, what was your take on their, their songs? <laughs> my, <laughs> I, I love them. Uh, my favorite is yeah, 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 yeah. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Just very Minnesota. Uh, it was a very fun time. Loons and goals are all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> they would not play Pepas. Uh, we requested six or seven times uh, until we were asked politely to stop requesting songs they don't know. <laughs> they were just so cool, though. There was a kid who wanted to try out the drum, and they had this little boy playing the drum with them for the first few minutes. They were so welcoming and so kind, and it was it was a great great experience especially getting to watch and cheer for the unified match yeah it was it felt it felt a great way to end the night on a positive note yeah um and so thank you again to everybody in minnesota who made our time so fun if you're listening to this that's awesome uh i assume you're not start a loon tower podcast yeah let's let's trade guest spots (laughs) Uh all right you ready to come back home oh god am i ever you know, after the match, I was ready to come back home. Uh, I was ready for tacos. I was ready for sunshine. I was ready for, like, knowing where the coffee is. <laughs> and so having L.A. come to town right after. I, Steph, I was really nervous for this match. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, they're a very good team. Oh, see, that's why I wasn't nervous. <laughs> because I thought that our best outcome, our best possible outcome. I know Jeremiah was saying, and you kind of agreed that a three to us was the best possible outcome. In my mind, a draw was the best we were going to get. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I just, it, there was something comforting knowing that we lost so many games last season (laughs) uh, that like, oh, I know how to handle going to the stadium, losing and going home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, yeah, I really... I've wanted to believe in this team. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. And I think that desire paid off uh, after this match. It did. And like, it's not that I didn't believe in them, but I just, I feel like my expectations were setting me up to like, I get very like emotionally um, in games that are tight. Like very anxious and very stressed. Yeah. Um. And so I was like protecting my heart. Yeah. The number of close <laughs> games where you've grabbed me and yelled, I hate this. Why <laughs> do I love this sport so much this year has been a lot high. All right. Let's dig into our <laughs> uh, match moods. Yeah, sure. Uh, first off, LA has got to get better away clothes. I hate them so much. They I look don't understand their dirty laundry and their bleach. Terrible. Shorts. It's like oh, it's so frustrating to me because their home is so good. Mm-hmm. That black Art Deco with that gold, yeah. so sick. 
I just the slightly off-white, yellowy. Oh, with the bright white. It's just like match. Match or don't. Right. Armpit stains the color. Come on. Ugh. I have another. um, I do. Speaking of that, I have another clothing based complaint to make, though, this time for us. Same. Same. I would like to fire whoever found bigger shorts for Johan Romagna. (laughs) (laughs) So when you said this at the match, I was so upset because I hadn't (laughs) noticed yet. Like my eyes hadn't tracked uh, to his shorts. Oh, my gosh. What a what a tragedy. Yeah. So the other thing that I noticed now that you had brought this to Mm -hmm. me, I had to do some investigative uh, scrolling. Well, calling it journalism is too high a praise. Journalism. (laughs) It looks like they are a new version of the Adidas shorts. Yeah, it's definitely a new cut. Right. It's not just like a a bigger pair. Right. They just are cut differently. They've got like the side venting thing going yeah, on. Which that- I think the purpose of is just to punish Austin FC players and fans because they're much harder to hike up. Uh, for some people, it seems like Felipe still had no problem hiking up his shorts. Felipe could hike up a maxi skirt and <laughs> be successful with it. That man. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. To the first note of the actual match, <laughs> which is a text from your dad. So my dad is, my dad's the best. He is so into Austin FC. My parents do not live in Texas, but they are all aboard the Austin FC train. And my dad texted us before the match and said, I have a choice of football to watch tonight, meaning American football or football, meaning European football. And I said, sounds like your choice is football, full well assuming that he would choose American football because he's a massive American football fan. But? Then he starts texting us through the match as things are happening. And now, I don't know if this, I don't know if this happens to anyone else. This is like a slightly embarrassing thing to admit. But sometimes I get nervous about, I think this is years of not being able to like watch sports live. Uh happening in my brain whatever that process is but i always get nervous if someone texts me during a match because i'm like oh i don't want spoilers if we're on a delay y'all we were watching it happen <laughs> like we are there if if someone scores i'm gonna see it well i'm not gonna see it first if it's on the north end because i can't see anything down there but like my dad's not seeing anything happen before us yeah he can't spoil this one stuff <laughs> And so I just like the whole time he was texting, I kept having that like, I'm not going to check my phone because what what if if he spoils it? Uh, But I'm glad I did. Because? Because my dad sent me a text that said, wow, your Tottenham guy's a hottie. Uh, That's right. Uh, You heard it here, folks. Uh, Gareth Bale is dad approved. Dad approved hottie. (laughs) Oh, it made me the the best text I've ever gotten, like ever, from my dad. (laughs) Uh, Also, just the the excitement that he had around soccer, a sport that he told us, (laughs) so boring (laughs) last year before we took him to his first watch party. And now, like... 
obsessed. The number of times he's texted us, I'm so sad I couldn't watch the game. I saw the highlights. They were amazing. Yep. Uh, is just outrageous this year. Um, yeah, it's so. amazing. And that's all just Austin FC, the media surrounding Austin FC, Lamorca. Yeah. Uh, all the supporters doing everything they can to like hype up the atmosphere yeah, because bring people in. so addicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of addicting, <laughs> this next note is about Ruben. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I figured our chief uh, chief Ruben addict officer uh, <laughs> should should take this one. So Ruben is he's so great, and he was clearly <laughs> having a great game, and when he got pulled. He was so mad. I mean, he was like stomping his feet, uh, pumping his fists like in the angry way, not in the happy way, swearing. He was so mad coming off the pitch. And as soon as he hit the sideline, he turned around and started clapping Romagna on. Thumbs up. Hugged uh, Josh Wolf as he came off. His attitude just like turned on a dime as soon as he got off the pitch. And that ability to be so mad about being pulled off and also still so supportive of your team and your coach and the decisions that they're making like that oh my goodness yeah uh we did i did see some talk on twitter that he was still angry once he hit the bench but not angry enough to not give high fives and like but not angry at anyone like maybe yeah i don't know angry yeah just angry not to be involved you know uh not to be on the field for the win so so awesome yeah he's the best to not let that cloud his support of his teammates i mean and talk about a, a game where supporting your teammates was a number one priority yeah we haven't even talked about the fight we don't even have the fight on this like the show i know i feel like it's because we were just so into the fight that it was just the biggest thing that happened. We forgot to put it down. Diego going after the biggest, tallest dude. Like, yep. so awesome. It was incredible. Uh, I loved every second of it. Me too. Steph's dad really hates uh, Mario on LAFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxi didn't even touch him. Direct <laughs> quote. Uh, you know, it, who's to say? I wasn't on that side of the stadium, so I didn't have the view, but definitely Maxi didn't touch him. Um. You know what? I am very, uh, I have poor eyesight. I couldn't see anything. But my friend Lindsay did say, that guy fell over from what? The breeze of the running? (laughs) And then she said, the fight is quality sports content. And it was. And so post-game in the interview, Josh Wolf was asked about it. And Josh was like, yeah, I don't care. I'll pay the fines. Let's yeah. see it. Let's let's make it happen. Such a uh, great comment. Talking about how big a heart Maxi has, uh, celebrating his his goal, uh, which we will talk about in the Swoon Tower Selly ratings coming up. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I did want to mention from this, um, just like from in the in the match, looking at the different relationships between different like ages and levels and experiences of players, I think, because watching Chiellini after he came on, there was, and even before he came on, in the middle of that fight, he was like definitely grandpaing it up, uh, trying to get everyone to calm down. But there was a moment where he and Seba went tumbling over each other, like head over somersault. And they just got up and he, they just did a little hug. They kind of talked it out. They, like there was just no animosity 
in a match that Seba had been attacked so many times. And by Chiellini. Earlier in the match, Chiellini clamped his legs around Seba's legs to like take him down after the play was over. Clearly, like, Driussi didn't care. Yeah, the attitude about it is so different than yeah. the attitude in the first half of the match where it was like a lot more aggressive and in intention, it felt like. Yeah, I feel like... To me, right, the perception I had of the situation felt like Driussi saying, well, I mean, he's Giorgio Chiellini. Like, he, if, if anyone's exactly. earned some of that poop house, yes. it's that dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was really, I thought that was really great. Um, I know we've got some post-match things to talk about, but Mike, we missed the most important pre-match part of this podcast we haven't talked about ragamuffin we haven't even talked about ragamuffin oh my gosh this is what you get for letting me run the show (laughs) never again we got to meet the austin pets alive mascot of the match ragamuffin she is the cutest girl i did notice a lack of mainstream media coverage around ragamuffin Mm -hmm. that i refuse to tolerate and refuse to accept so uh everybody who is listening make sure to tweet kxan and tell them you want uh, more coverage that like we give you know ragamuffin content yeah yeah let them know Ragamuffin is, so what is she, sweet. nine? Nine, oh. at least. Like, just what an angel. So pure, so yeah. gentle, let's, so loving. Let's hear from Ragamuffin herself. Let's do it. Hey, Ragamuffin, we are here to ask you a couple questions. Is that okay? Yeah, okay, Mike, what do you got for her? All right, Ragamuffin, I want to know, uh, what do you think the score is going to be tonight? Oh, I like that prediction. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Okay, and Ragamuffin, which player on the team do you think is going to play the best fetch? Oh, good Great boy. answer. Yeah. Hey, Ragamuffin, whose car would you most like to ride in the back seat of with the windows down? Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Can we get Elisa's band today, Ragamuffin? Oh, what a good girl. <laughs> Thank you. I love... Ragamuffin's little skull makeup. Oh, I know. The little skeleton costume. So cute. I'm going to give Ragamuffin a thousand muffins out of one rag. (laughs) I'm going to give Ragamuffin 1,200 rags out of 1,200 muffins. (laughs) Just She seems like she deserves all the snuggly blankets and all the snacks and treats. So uh, adopt Ragamuffin at Austin Pets Alive. She's wonderful. She's so gentle. She's so kissy and lovey. Yeah. Big time. Big time love to Ragamuffin. She's got a little wiggle to her. Ah, A little wiggle. Okay. Uh, So we can skip to the post-match now. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the, the big thing that I wanted to talk about was a big shout out to our Moon Tower dads. Yeah. They did their first live post game reaction show and you could tell how like excited and nervous they were watching them and they killed it. Mm -hmm. It was so good. They even got to interview the mayor. I know. (laughs) Uh, I also love like Mayor Adler's, uh, like embracing the Adler hot dog. Yeah. And also just the chaos of like, this is my last term. So I'm going out 
guns blazing. Like he talked Going about out eating hot dogs. Yeah, he talked about the pin of himself eating a hot dog at the stadium. If you've seen an image of it, you know why somebody might not necessarily <laughs> love that uh, view of themselves. Uh, he also talked about loving to see La Murca play. Uh, the song 7-4, which is about the vote yeah. to build the stadium in front of three council members who voted against the stadium. He was like, that was like my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Just amazing. Like you could tell this is a dude who loves the team and is so proud to have like played a part in bringing them here. Yeah, uh, it was very cool. Great job, Landon and Jeremiah for a really good show. Yeah, uh, and way to get a killer interview out of the mayor. Right. <laughs> and then when you watched the post-game press conference, we had started to talk about this with Josh Wolf saying that he'd pay the fines, and it was really cool. But then there was another piece of it that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, just uh, talking about how much he respected and like appreciates Maxie's work. Um, things like just constantly pressing and constantly doing the defensive work that doesn't score goals that doesn't mm -hmm. get you uh necessarily uh the the accolades that a striker is supposed to get you but right. does make it possible for the rest of the team to win the game yep. the other thing that uh he that i thought was really interesting from the post game was like brad stuver did an interview earlier this week with david goss from mls today and mm. I listened to that interview with Brad just before the game. And then I watched the game. And then in the post game, Josh Wolf basically said everything that Brad had said <laughs> before the game. So like LAFC, if you had just listened to David Goss's MLS today, you would have known that Austin was going to dismantle you the way that they did. Like that, it was the plan from the beginning. Nobody kept it a secret. <laughs> they did it, and then Josh was like, yeah, that was the plan from the beginning. Like, It was just awesome. Yeah. It was so cool to see. Amazing, amazing atmosphere in the stadium. Amazing match. Amazing attitudes all around. Just a really, really perfect night. Speaking of perfect. Yeah, we're into our Spoon Tower Selly ratings. Yeah, so the first one that we've got, uh, I do want to call this <laughs> out really quickly. It's the Selly from the Loons match. Seba scored that goal uh, from the uh, from the penalty spot, and apparently, this is a direct report from the Thunderwall themselves. Uh, Seba ran up to the capo from one of the sections, and her direct quote: "He looked right at me and did the throat slash move." Rude. <laughs> ten out of ten. I'm gonna give that a nine and a half out of ten for hey. sure. Uh, I think uh, intentionally antagonizing the away support is like always a win. You know, mm -hmm. we saw it with uh, Johnny Russell when he was here with Kansas City, yep. making fun of our dancing. Uh, and then we got to give it back to him at the end of the match. It was great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just really like that that heel move. Um, unfortunately, that's the only Sally from Minnesota. So we're going to move on to L.A. now. Yeah. So our first one is Diego's. Uh I think that the surprise of this maybe over overtook any any pre-thought planned celebration. So we just got some hugs. He did his heart hand. He the magic fingers, the four boys magic fingers is always <laughs> going to be a million out of 10. Um but for Diego, I'm going to go with like a, a 7. Wow. Like a that's seven. So I mean, 1000 out of 10 goal, 
Seven out of ten, Sally. Uh, that's a nine and a half, Sally, for me. Uh, the fact that the whole team was in on it, I loved it. I loved seeing all the hugs and love. Uh, the, the hard hands into the camera is especially spicy when Gareth Bale is on the other team because that's Gareth Bale's like whole thing is doing the hard hands. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional. Uh, I may be putting words in people's hands Yeah, I feel like Diego here. does that. Well, sure. But I'm reading I'm reading some subtext here, and that's okay. that's bumping my grade to a nine point five. All right, Maxie's header. Yep. Oh. My favorite part of this is that he ran straight to his coach. Yes. Like that to Rodney's dad. To Rodney's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that to me was the ultimate, just pure perfect move. And then he got a couple head taps, head taps from Julio. <laughs> oh my God, Julio's face in this goal, Sally, is amazing. He cannot believe it. Yeah, uh, it, it's like equal parts. You stole my move, and like <laughs> I, you did that. You know, like yeah. So I'm gonna go with a solid nine out of ten for this. Wow, wholesome, good, great. I want you to remember that the last time we had a goal celebration over to the coaches and the subs, you gave it a super low goal, a super low rating. It was Felipe's and it was in Atlanta and you trash talked it because it wasn't creative. Okay. That was just to his friends. I think that there's something different. (laughs) When you go to Rodney's dad. You just love Rodney's dad. I just listen. I have a uh, relatively traumatic history with coaching <laughs> um and so to me there is like to have a coach that has clearly inspired you and supported you so much that he's the first person you go to that is such an unbelievable relationship to me that i have to give it a boost in score fair enough uh you know i i really like this one i'm gonna give it a nine and a half out of five out of ten. Oh, okay okay all right all right, his second one, we did the archer, we did the magic fingers. I'm going to go with like an 8 out of 10 for just like standard repetition. Wow. Uh, it's standard because it's classic stuff. <laughs> no, it's and that's good. That's great. I Which just... is why it's a 9.5. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, Seva's um, hand to his ear. That was fine. Magic fingers, fine. MVP chance, fine. But you know what was better than fine? What? The little cuddle puddle. <laughs> 100 out of 10. So here's my take on this one. We have gotten that snake, Sally, mm-hmm. this year. Saba puts his hand to his ear like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to like Hulk Hogan the situation a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, I think Saba is a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> I think Saba, there's a chance... I know uh, Austin FC has just gotten a luchador mascot. Uh, there is a chance. That it's Seba? <laughs> Take the mask no. off and it's Sebastian Driussi? He can't be the mask. Oh, I mean, I guess he could be. He can do anything. He's he can magic. do anything. Which is why I gave this celebration a nine and a half out of ten. You're stealing my bit and I'm not here for it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk for a moment before we get into our fit checks or yeah, social media standouts. Yeah, what stand is out. this note? Okay, so Mike and I are Tottenham fans, and there was a moment just this weekend. Just to describe the moment, because you're going to do it much better justice than I do. Okay, so uh, it was late in the match, and 
a new player for the team, Richarlison, had just come on to the field and they were kind of killing time waiting for the match to end and somebody passed him a slow rolling ball. And so he flicked it up and started doing a little bit of a juggle with it. Uh, Once someone started to come on to him, he passed it away. And when he passed it away, he was just trucked through. Okay. Now that you've gotten the soccer bit of it out of the way, that level of poop housing (laughs) is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a sports match. Like ever. He's just juggling the ball. He's just, just hanging out. Just messing around. And then he gets bulldozed. And honestly, he deserved it. And he didn't care. You know, he stood up. He, he wasn't mad about it. He's like, yeah, you yes. know, that's what happens. So what I wanted to ask you and ask our listeners is who on our team is on each side of that? Who on our team is a big enough ding dong to just like sit there and juggle the ball? Okay, I, this one's really hard because I don't know that anyone on our team is that big of a showboat. Yeah. You know, like there's a, there's a cockiness that that like comes with that I don't think is currently represented on our team. Yeah. I just, I can't see anyone doing it. What about you? I think the only person I could potentially see is Ruben. (laughs) <laughs> sure. I think if he's, Ruben ends up in the front of the field somehow. I mean, yeah. we're not. Yeah, just like that general yeah, yeah, idea yeah. of kind of just like really over the top, dicking around. Which is great because Ruben was my pick for the guy that absolutely trucks the dude that does that. Right. So that's the other side of it that I want to talk about that I feel like is much more our yes our speed. Literally anyone on the team Felipe, would truck through. Yeah. Number one. Felipe Diego. Maxi, like we saw, we saw this past match against LAFC. Like we know exactly who's running into the middle of that scrum. Alex Ring would destroy someone that tried to do that. Like Lima, Off the pitch too. Lima would be no so way. mad. I don't think Nick Lima has it in him. Oh, I bet. No, I don't know. You think? I think so. I think Brad Stuver over Nick Lima. Oh, Brad Stuver for sure. For sure. We saw it happen in San Jose. Dude wasn't even anywhere near like the same kind of poop house and just different kind of poop house and Brad Stuver put him on his butt. Yeah. I just, I think, I thought it was really interesting to like think about the dynamics of that and both sides of it uh, for our boys. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really great pull. Um, And I would love to hear from the listeners, Mm -hmm. who do you think is the most likely to... uh, like full heel turn ball juggle in the middle of a game. Right. And then obviously the best part of that, um, just in general, is Richarlison's tweet after the fact. <laughs> and this is the most Felipe. And this is kind of like why yes. it very much uh, resonated with me. This is absolutely the Felipe move. Uh, people were very upset about it online. Yeah. And so he just tweeted, Cry, Cry more. more. Like, so awesome. And then the little tear emoji. Like, tattoo that tweet. Like, oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, it just... Oh, my gosh. I... One day, one of our boys will do something like that. (laughs) And I'm going to put it on my wall. Honestly, print it out. Back to our fit check. Sorry for that little tangent. Can we talk about how good Danny looked? Yeah, Danny in Hawaiian shirt Friday with Maxi and Ruben. So awesome. His hair looks so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, they all got lined up. Uh, fresh cuts. We saw all those stories come through this week. Um, if you're not following their barber, uh, quality over quantity, you should be on mm-hmm. on the Insta. Uh, great work. Who was your biggest standout uh, this week? My biggest standout, and not in a good way. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Wow. Um, wow. I was not a fan of Alex Ring's weird khaki suit. I think it's just because I hate khaki. I I think the cut on it is very weird. Yeah. It reminds me of like a, a mobster like who went... Uh, like. It reminds me of, okay, this is, follow me through this, okay. right? Uh, he was an Italian mobster. Mm-hmm. And then he found out that he was allergic to wheat. And so he has cut out wheat uh, entirely from his diet. He's cut out a bunch of carbs and he's lost a bunch of weight. But oh, only he, in his stomach. He hasn't yeah. gotten his suit like retailored to fit him. Because the shoulders fit and then the bottom of that jacket is cut so wide. So wide. <laughs> and so like I know that, like we had to take a journey to get there, but <laughs> that's that's all I can think when I see the suit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not not a fan, Alex. Not the pockets fan. are also massive. Like yeah. what do you put in those pockets? They could hold like Two liter bottles of soda. Like, they're so big. I don't understand what's going on. They could each hold a whole Panera mac and cheese bread bowl. (laughs) He doesn't even need to put it in his toiletry bag. Mike, who was your standout fit check? Honestly, I think it was Danny. Yeah? I, like, I really like the shirt a lot. I think uh, matching the shoes to the pants is fun. Um, I think if you've got the confidence to pull off those, like, short pants like Mm -hmm. that where like it gives you uh all of that bottom of your shin area exposed i think that looks super cool i think he's my pick Uh, i did really want to give a shout out to maxi and ruben for matching each other though i think that's so cute that they were like oh this is the colors that we're going with yeah Uh, Hawaiian shirt Friday, Be like very me. like specifically tonal Hawaiian shirt say, Friday. But it's like that dark brown, the white and tan uh, only, you know? Yeah. And then the last uh, fit check we wanted to look at was our sweet best friends, Musa Jite and Johan Romagna walking oh. in together, getting photographed together, slightly matching in their tees. It was the cutest. Yeah. Uh, also, Romagna's story about it just fills my heart. Mm hmm. The uh, most joy, the most love. We had a couple of new folks in front of us in our section. Uh, we made sure to point out that they are constantly touching. Mm-hmm. And so every time they would put their arms around each other on the sideline while they were warming up, the people would turn around and look at us and be like, you were right. We'd be like, <laughs> we know, we watch this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the best and we love them. Um, all right, moving right through. Yeah, we got a so we got one social media standout this week, and and what is it, Steph? It's just the one, and it's one of the best. <laughs> Ruben Gabrielson's Instagram story of him tackling his like two year old child. Clean tackle. It is the funniest video I've like ever seen because he like dives down and he puts his foot out, and the kid just like topples over his foot. He like, like runs through it. Yeah. He's definitely, the kid's definitely trying to draw the foul. Uh, I don't think the ref's having any of it, you know. Ruben's uh, 
caption is something like, I don't care what level, I'll take them down or I'll whatever. I'll dominate. <laughs> it was just so insane. It's so awesome. Um, my one social media standout from this week was Felipe looking back on his ACL surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he posted a story really quickly where uh, it was like, bright red text against the like uh bright green of the austin like field and shirt and everything and it was so hard to read it was also in what font mike i don't want to talk about it can we move on it was comic sans uh but like (laughs) oh my god this is like now i just see keep doubting us in comic sans (laughs) And it's so much harder to take seriously. Oh, the other the other social media thing that I wanted to my boy Rodney posted a picture next to <laughs> Gareth Bale. And Rodney's in like this light pink shirt and he's so happy and so smiling. And then Gareth Bale is in black and he just like does not look very thrilled. Um and it reminded me so much of the Elton John Carpool karaoke, where he's in like this pink feather boa and sunglasses, and whoever's next to him is just like in all black and just not not having it. And that side by side to me is an image that will live in my brain forever. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> but also, who doesn't turn into a total fanboy when they see Gareth Bale? Like, uh, let's be real. No, Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of being a total fanboy, <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to Alistair McAllister, whose birthday it was this week and who reached out. Uh, so we wanted to call out uh, his birthday, and also uh, note that it, that makes him a Virgo, right, Steph? Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday. And uh, with a late August birthday, you are likely a Virgo. And I just wanted to go through some of the, the traits and characteristics of your Austin FC horoscope partner. So Virgos are reliable. They take their responsibilities seriously. They are patient. They are kind, humble, affectionate. They also are hardworking. They know that hard work pays off and they are not afraid to throw themselves into a new project no matter what it takes. And I think that your Austin FC horoscope partner is our very own John Gallagher. Yeah, uh, that was the first name that came to mind for me too while she was reading out loud what a Virgo was. Uh, all I could think of was John Gallagher. They so. are known for being perfectionists and can be meticulous and single-minded in their pursuit of improvement. And if that doesn't describe Galley, especially over the off-season, Yo, finding a new position. Picks. Oh, yeah. So happy birthday <laughs> uh, and congratulations. Galley's yeah. a, good, a good match. All right, Steph. We have one more segment to go. It yes, is the man of your jersey and it is currently empty. Who is it this week? It's Diego Fagundes. Oh, let's go! I love Diego. I've always loved Diego. I actually have a jersey with Diego's name on the back of it. So this feels a little bit like cheating, but (laughs) he is the man of my jersey for this Soon Tower cycle. Nice. Congratulations, Diego. I'm proud of you. You've made it. (laughs) Uh, This is the highest... uh, Honor. Honor, yeah. Why why is it Diego (laughs) this time? He just... Every single, I mean, it should be Diego so much more often than it is because he puts a million percent of himself on the pitch every single match. And especially this last game with LA, like there is just nothing. He was so fierce 
and also so happy. There's that video clip of him making a good pass to Maxie and he just like is smiling through it. Yeah. And you just can see how much this means to him and how much of himself he puts into every single day. And I just, I think he's wonderful and I love him. I thought it was going to be because he let them use the boat for his Howler Brothers and Austin (laughs) FC merch collab. Uh, But your reason's pretty good too. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. And if you feel inclined, if you like what we do, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this and Moon Tower. We love listeners. Yeah, if you don't like what we do, uh, rate it five stars anyway, because you're already here. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. 